Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas Building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble today's WTAD News Roundtable. Again, if you'd have driven in it and had some crazy accident where people were harmed, I'd have felt bad. No There's snow today, though. Snow like this will cripple Abilene. Um, what, Steve? No snow today? No, no. Yeah, that's true. There is pretty uh, good bet on that. Hundred no percent chance of no snow. Yeah. <laughs> no, in fact, the forecast between starting today and through at least the weekend is looking pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah. We'll take it. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the Thursday edition of the News Roundtable. Uh, getting it done. I think Scott has mentioned this on previous newscasts, but uh, Senator Cindy O'Loughlin has uh, uh, gotten behind some legislation in Jeff City that would restrict transgender high school athletes from uh, competing with teams that don't match their birth gender. did you? Uh, this is from a couple of days ago. You didn't have that? All right, we're going to talk about this on the back half of today's show because there's dueling legislation. There's Cindy Laughlin's Senate bill, but there's also a House bill. So we'll talk about uh, what what the conversation is, if there are differences to this, and the larger conversation uh, that's been going on uh, at a national level concerning this because it's not really a new conversation, at least in the nearer scope of things. So we'll get into that on the back half of today's show. Uh, first things first, though, in with all the latest from the WTAD newsroom, say good morning to Scott. Good morning, Quade. Good morning, everybody. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is going to be in Quincy this afternoon. He plans to uh, celebrate a rebuild Illinois capital projects that his office says that will, quote, revitalize the Quincy area, end quote. Statement from the governor's office says he'll be at the Oakley Lindsay Center this afternoon at 2 o'clock. The uh, main rebuild Illinois capital project that he is talking about is, of course, the $230 million that will be spent to rebuild the Illinois Veterans Homes Quincy campus. That, after several consecutive years of the outbreak of Legionnaires' disease there at the home, has claimed the lives of 13 residents and sickened over 50 residents and staff, including a uh, case of one Legionnaires' outbreak in December. United Way of Adams County plans to hold its annual meeting tonight, where results of its fundraising efforts are expected to be revealed. The annual meeting will start with a social hour at 5, and the program starts at 6. The organization just completed its fundraising for 2019 and hopes to top its $1.1 million goal for the Make Here Happen campaign. New United Way Executive Director Jeremy Wingerter is also expected to be at the meeting. He officially took over last week. Adams Fiber says it wants to continue to expand high-speed fiber Internet to rural and underserved communities. The company says it's applying for grants through the Connect Illinois Broadband Program and the Rural Development Broadband Reconnect Program. A total of $10 million could go toward broadband expansion if some of the grant funding is received. According to Adams Fiber CEO Jim Bremer, he said, quote, it's not a nice-to-have service anymore. It's a quality-of-life issue for consumers, for people who want to work from home, who want to connect all the devices in their house. As well, Bremer said that the resources are increasingly vital for the education system. Students in the area are given more technology to complete their schoolwork. 
Quincy High School students will have an expanded curriculum options this fall. That after last night's meeting of the Quincy School Board. The board approved classes in military studies, animal and plant sciences, and cosmetology. The cosmetology class is a cooperative effort with Gem City College of Cosmetology. The military studies classes could be a possible step to a junior ROTC program possibly being offered sometime in the future. One person was hurt Wednesday morning in a one-vehicle accident in northern Adams County. The Illinois State Police identify her as 21-year-old Krista Reiner of West Burlington, Iowa. Says the accident happened just after 7 a.m. on Illinois 336 in Lorraine. A report says Reiner was south on 336 when she lost control of her vehicle. Her car then went off the side of the highway and hit a tree. Reiner was taken to Blessing Hospital with only minor injuries. Troopers say she was wearing her seatbelt. A Shelbina woman was hurt Wednesday morning in a one-vehicle accident in central Missouri. The Missouri State Highway Patrol identifies her as 26-year-old Mackenzie Sickle. Says that accident happened on Missouri 22, a mile east of Centralia in Audrain County. Reports says Sickle lost control of her vehicle on the snow-covered road. It then went off the highway and overturned. Sickle was taken to a Columbia, Missouri hospital with minor injuries. The Illinois Supreme Court's Chief Justice will be coming to Quincy this spring. Chief Justice Ann Burke announced Wednesday she'll be taking part in a series of listening tours across the state, including one in Quincy April 6th. That will be one of four stops in the state starting in late March. The listening tours being hosted by the Illinois State Bar Association. Expected to be at the session are judges, court staff, and justice partners within the 8th Judicial Circuit and other neighboring circuits. Burke says the reason for the listening tour is to learn about how the court system operates on a local level across the state. She says the sessions will likely follow an open forum or town hall meeting format with a bar association leader serving as moderator. The sessions will be open to the public as well. Burke says that a location for the listening tour in Quincy hasn't been selected as of yet. A Quincy man facing numerous counts of sexual abuse has had his arraignment delayed after asking for and getting a new lawyer and a new judge. Michael Larson was due to be arraigned Tuesday in Adams County Circuit Court. That was delayed to March 4th after those motions were granted. In all, Larson faces nine counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse and two Class X counts of predatory criminal sexual assault. He was indicted on the counts in mid-February. Authorities say they arrested Larson January 23rd, a day after deputies were called about a sexual assault somewhere in Adams County. Deputies said that after investigating, they discovered there were at least one other victim. The incidents allegedly happened between 2017 and earlier in January. Larson's free on $300,000 bond. And one of two Quincy men arrested over the Christmas holiday for threatening law enforcement officers in separate incidents has pleaded not guilty and will go on trial in May. Earl Campbell entered that plea Tuesday at a hearing in Adams County Circuit Court. He's facing counts of aggravated battery, threatening a public official, and obstructing a peace officer. He'll go on trial May 11th. Prosecutors say Campbell was arrested Christmas Eve at a home in the 1200 block of North 5th Street. A hearing for a second man, John Penn, on counts of threatening a public official, aggravated assault, and resisting arrest is set for March 4th. Prosecutors say that incident allegedly happened early Christmas morning at the Welcome Inn at 200 Main Street. Penn's currently being held by the Illinois Department of Human Services after being found unfit for trial. Campbell is free on $10,000 bond. That is a look at the latest in local news. Of course, we'll have more for you throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD.com and, of course, on our social media pages, including Twitter and Facebook.
All right. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. sir. So uh, I, I take it you're going to be over at the... I will be at the OLC. At the OL, Oakley Lindsay Center for the Governor. Okay. I will be there. All right. Uh, thank you very much, sir. Mm-hmm. Steve, we've got uh, Illini basketball tonight. For a change, yeah. Uh, we have Illini basketball at Northwestern. Oh, yes. And Northwestern has won. Steve was sharing this with me yesterday. They won one Big Ten game all season long. So if we don't get the W tonight, Illini are in trouble. <sighs> yeah. All right. And when does that get underway? Uh, 7 o'clock game, 6.30 pregame. All right. I'm fairly, Thanks for asking. I'm fairly confident in the, in the Illini's chances in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Considering right. how well they've been playing. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's 10.15. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, transgender athletes and the state of Missouri. We'll get into it next on the News Roundtable. WTAD. the News Roundtable, Talk Radio 930 WTAD, uh, Senator Cindy O'Laughlin, uh, Senator for, uh, she's from Shelby County, uh, in Jeff City, has introduced uh, legislation uh, that uh, she has lawmakers considering uh, that would restrict transgender high schoolers from competing on teams that don't match their gender at birth. Um there's several stories kicking around uh, about this over the last uh, 24 to 36 hours. Uh, Cindy O'Loughlin said, uh, quote, it's a known biological fact that males are born with categorically superior strength, speed, and endurance. Um, uh, under current Missouri law, transgender athletes who want to play on teams that don't match their assigned birth have to apply to the uh, Missouri State High School Activities Association, MISHA, uh, for short, uh, transgender women, which is boys who identify as girls, have to prove currently, this is how it is now, currently have to prove that they've been on testosterone blockers for a year and then stick with that program. Uh, there is uh, also a bill in the House that would restrict transgender athletes from competing on teams other than their uh birth signed sex uh that's uh, kicking around there so the general assembly even if the general assembly approves one or both or they merge together you know in in Jefferson City they call it perfecting a bill uh and that's when you kind of merge the the two things together or the house and uh, senate agree on all of it that's the perfecting of it uh the citizens of Missouri would then have to vote uh, on this. Um, interestingly, there are, she is getting pushback uh, about this. They say that uh, the opponents say that uh, O'Loughlin's proposal, uh, they're dismissing her quote unquote biological claims, arguing that Missouri's current law right now works fine, that it is a fair vetting process. And uh, based on which news outlet you're taking in, uh, some have stories of uh, situations where transgender athletes are competing in sports against uh, uh, athletes that are different from their. It's seen as getting all convoluted with this with the words of the speech of against males uh, identifying as women competing against other women and vice versa. There's a lady saying that uh, her son 
uh, or no, her daughter wrestled against boys in North Carolina and won. Therefore, there's no advantage. Uh, transgender athletes uh, testified against the bill, uh, Senator O'Loughlin's bill. Uh, one was born a girl, identifies as a boy. She says, putting me on the girls' activities won't make me a girl. She said, this bill will force me onto the girls' teams where I end up beating every single girl on my high school cross-country team in every single race. I'd have placed 28th in the state as a freshman. All right, uh, that's an interesting take. And when you come right down to it, we as human beings, I think, look at this. And it's an interesting case because sports itself is a, a natural meritocracy. The better you do, the higher level of competition you, you play against. Athletic competition, by definition, is a natural meritocracy. Uh, and essentially, that's, that's what we're debating under, underneath this and trying to cut against that grain underneath this. So uh, the, I think the way we currently uh, approach this, or at least we have traditionally, and gentlemen, feel free to, to, to chime in on this, is if a girl is big enough, if she's strong enough to compete and not be physically in danger uh, and, and wants to compete with boys, God bless. If there's a, a girl whose skill level can hang in there and she's not going to get, you know, damaged, traditionally we say, all right, do, do your thing. I can remember in, in my high school years, uh, and this was, would have been summertime baseball, there was a girl who pitched for the Highland uh, Legion team. She could throw. Uh, did we beat her? Uh, uh, yes, we did. But she competed. She wasn't outclassed by the people she was competing against. I don't think that that is what Cindy O'Loughlin is concerned about. I think she's concerned about the reverse situation, and that would be boys who are identifying as girls competing against other girls and just physically dominating and destroying them. That is the conversation I think Cindy O'Loughlin is looking to have with her legislation. And I think when you put a, by birth, male in with girls on a floor, the eye test is what comes into play. We have a thing for this. It's called obvious uh, eye test. You know it when you see it. But wouldn't the current legislation somewhat block that? If with, the, if well, here you go. If they're, so, taking, if they're, on, if if they're, they're on, on testosterone blockers. Yeah, for I understand at least what a you're year. Saying. If they're on testosterone blockers, they've been on it for a year, and they say, I'm going to stick with this program. And they go out there and they compete, and you're watching this, and you still say, that's a dude, and the guy is faster, jumps higher, physically knocks the, uh, the, the girls around. Would you say that that's a, a, an advantage for that particular athlete and or team at that point in time? We've seen videos of guys running in women's events and just blowing them away on the track. Have you seen the videos of the Australian, I, what's the, the, the handball? And I think that's what it's called. And the guy's a good eight inches taller and huge compared to the other women out on the court. And he just throws them around. And it, it just, like, okay, so we've got pigtails, therefore it's a girl. This is the situation I think that people are trying to avoid. Somebody getting hurt or... 
keeping other girls from achieving perhaps what they would achieve if there wasn't a male competing against them. And isn't this isn't this government overreach into private matters? Isn't this well, I mean, that's, uh, a, that's okay. a critical Republican talking point for years and years right, that well, the government think, should be out of things like this, and uh, yet. Okay. Insert. When you, when you put it in a situation of school, now that, because that's what they're talking about here is competing for school athletes. By definition, then, aren't you within the government? Well, I, and that brings up another point. It's just that uh, Senator O'Laughlin is championing also a bill to trying to get more school choice in, in terms of like charter schools. Sure. Coming out as being an opponent of the public schools. So it's like, well, that, that it's a completely you, different conversation. Doing both, though, but, it's like you're meddling in the public schools, but yet you want to be out of the public. Sure. Schools. Well, you want to give I'm not say out of the public, but give people an option, give people a choice uh, as far as school choice. Well, with the goal of lessening the power of the public schools and or making their, the public schools better, making them compete at a higher level instead of just saying, "Well, this is what it is." There's and, other ways to go about that, though. In terms of, you, you, if you're wanting to make the public schools better, then you have to get away from the current funding formula of basing it off of property taxes. Because you're always going to have, I mean, you look at the St. Louis area. You look at, you know, which schools have the best schools. Well, those were in the West County, in the southwest part of the, in the southwest part of the county, because that's where the money's at. As opposed to, say, you know, the northern part of the, you know, or even the city of St. Louis, for instance, or the northern part sure. of the city. And that's all based on property tax. So if you really want to do that, then you've got to get away from that funding. So. Or you uh, that that funding, or you again come back to school choice. Can you create a program where there's a, a voucher to allow a student who lives in Kinlock to to go to school in Ladue or uh, to choose? Well, a, they already Clayton. have that. They already have that in the city and county. You know, can under you the desegregation program? Can, can you can you set up a situation where there are scholarships to Chaminade or CBC? Well, that's that's different because or, they're private schools. Okay, but, so, but but at, at that point in time, you know, you, it's just it's about having that particular school choice and wanting the elevation of the overall academic experience. And now we've completely veered away from what the original conversation was about to talk about, uh, you know equity within uh, the ability to attend uh, secondary education, although you could probably apply it to primary education as well. And that is, uh, it, traditionally in the past, Steve, I don't know if this applied to you, but like I said, I there were it didn't happen a lot, but occasionally there would be a girl who would be like, I want to play against the boys. Yeah. And, okay, there were times where the girl would get to play against the boys, but maybe she you know, would help her team to a degree. Maybe, maybe she wouldn't. Or in the case of, and I'll take it back to the neighborhood, there was a, a family that lived across the street, and the oldest daughter was like, I'm going to play football with you boys. I could play. I'm as big as you are. And she was healthy. It didn't take long, though, for her to decide, hey, maybe I don't want to do this because the boys play pretty rough and it took an afternoon and she was like all right i'm not gonna make that noise any anymore uh maybe and maybe we need to have cindy o'laughlin on to 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 talk deeper about this particular uh legislation and the corresponding house legislation that essentially uh is pointing in the same direction but i think if you're a, a parent of a a girl in the state of missouri whose daughter, you know, runs track, plays volleyball, basketball, or whatever, 
and you have somebody who says, well, I identify as a female, therefore I want to play in male sports, wouldn't you then encourage them to say, look, if you're going to go out here and dominate these girls, shouldn't you then try and make the boys' teams? I come back to the meritocracy uh, of it. And if you can't make the boys' team, uh, the again, I come back to the eye test. You know it when you see it. And if there's a guy out there running around and you're like, that doesn't seem like a girl. Maybe he's been on testosterone blockers for a year to, to, to you know, say I've achieved this bar and I, I agree to stay on this program. But when they go out and compete, you still look at look at the situation and go, that doesn't seem fair and or in certain situations safe. That's, I think, what what. The, the, the conversation is. And if legislators think that the way it currently is set up at Misha is fine, then leave it as is. But if you think that there are, and you're going to have to probably give examples, and I would, I would hope that you would do it within state and say, look, here's a scenario in a situation where this occurred and somebody got stopped from winning or got injured because they did compete against somebody much bigger in size then I think there's a, a, a much deeper conversation to have. We'll reach out to Senator O'Loughlin and see if we can't get her on the show to talk about this further. That is the Thursday edition of the News Roundtable. We'll be back in tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. You should be here, too. The News Roundtable will reconvene tomorrow morning at 10.06 a.m. on AM 930 WTAD. Podcast available online at WTAD.com.